arriving in U.S. mail from St. Louis in the original de Havilland DH-4 biplane and 10 bulky gunny sacks are the combined audiobook renditions and supplemental background information as presented in podcast form by moi, me, Robert P. Fitt. Good evening to one and all, wherever in the galaxy you make your home. The Statute of Limitations. You're guilty of murder. Matthias Jones series, Six Feet Under. New Hampshire, Statue of Limitations. Murder, no time limit. I would like to address the citizens of Hamilton, New Hampshire. I speak specifically about the unusual disappearance of one Harrison Mobley 25 years ago. A long time ago, Mr. Mobley was a professor at Hamilton College and assistant to former coach Lark Larson. Harrison Mobley was here today and gone tomorrow. Mr. Mobley had come to blows with many members of our community. He was well aware of certain lewd allegations from others, and he was involved in possibly a love triangle. What I would like to do today is to clarify some of these rumors, and most of all, find out the whereabouts of Mr. Mobley. I would like to call to the stage former coach Lark Larson, beloved by one and all in the town of Hamilton. Come on up here, Lark. Lark, you knew Mr. Mobley, correct? Oh, well, that's just another rumor. You know how people like to make things up. Well, I'm as busy as a bee today. I have to go. Many people in town say you parked your DeSoto and were heavily inebriated on a certain summer night in front of Matthias Jones's house. Jones, the president. You confronted Mr. Mobley. Oh, well, oh dear. Well, he knew something. About what? Something personal. Well, that was 25 years ago. What was it, Mark? And what was this so-called big blow-up? I have to go now. I'm going. I'm going. The patriarch of this town, Mr. Hamilton Fletcher, sir, would you clear up this mystery surrounding Mr. Harrison Mobley? Oh, you damn boy, I'm going to clear this up right now. Sir, it's been rumored there was bad blood between the two of you, Mr. Mobley and yourself. It only goes to show that there are those who would go to any lengths to bring down a member of a prestigious family in this town in all of New Hampshire. Yes, sir. I understand that Pudgy Wilson saw Mr. Mobley throw a brick through the windshield of your Lamborghini. No, it was a rock. I can't help it if Mobley was a lunatic. L.G. Bentley was a young lawyer then, and he can verify it. Oh, good for him! Apparently, you lost a great deal of money, and you tripped Mobley into the bushes and said, and I quote, You keep your big trap shut, Mobley, if you know what's good for you. That's not proven. In fact, it's a joke. Not according to court records. You listen to me. You take your court records and shut them when the sun don't shine. How were you involved with the gangster, Mickey Snowden? Mr. Fletcher? Well, I guess that's all we're going to hear from Hamilton Fletcher. Hey, what about Mobley's girlfriend, Lady Godiva? She was up in the bedroom. Ba-ba-ba-boom! Your name, sir? Dewis, Annie Dewis. Thank you, Mr. Dewis. You wouldn't believe what I saw with my old man's binoculars. 
What about that brown Toyota that kept circling the common and making Snowden's Cadillac? My father, Butch, saw it all. Maybe Mobley just wanted to disappear. Oh yeah, maybe he was murdered. Okay, let's look at this a little closer. If it was murder, New Hampshire has no statute of limitations. There have been murder victims who have turned up alive later, and that is possible with Mr. Mobley. There was the case of Richard Hutton who fit the profile of one of John Gacy's victims. 35 years after Gacy's arrest, Hutton turned up alive in Montana. And in the Jane Doe case from Pennsylvania, several women escaped from a nearby youth home and were murdered. The remaining missing girl, Betsy Longjar, was assumed to be the last ID body. But she turned up alive. Another possible Gacy murder, but not. Harold Lovell, 1978, disappeared. Lovell had done yard work for Gacy. Gacy, in fact, did try to lure him into the house, but he didn't go, and he was found alive some time later. A few times he tried to get me into the house, but I wouldn't go. Thank God I didn't. And listen to this, a degenerate named Fraser, in prison for raping and murdering a nine-year-old girl and three other known victims, Natasha Ryan, missing, was assumed to have been one of the other victims. The police later found her with an older boyfriend, and she muttered, the lie had become too big. Okay, it should be clear right now that Harrison Mobley could have been murdered, which means that the murderer could still be out there and be charged. Or Mobley may have had a good reason to leave Hamilton, New Hampshire, and was living away at a far location. I wanted to write this book for some time because I could take a look at the younger versions of the characters that reside in Hamilton, New Hampshire. Many of the personality traits of the present day people were in full force, but a younger version of themselves. I think we can see that in our own everyday lives. What happened to Harrison Mobley? Robert P. Fitton. All of my books are available in paperback, Kindle, and audio at www.fittenbooks.com. You can listen to all my audiobooks on audible.com. Just type in Robert P. Fitton. Thank you and good night.